At the urgent summons of Lord Blybeck of Phaetan, Magistral Doyen, the prisoner had been brought to the Crystal Tower atop the Adamantine Overlook in the hours before dawn on the nineteenth day of Hesperos, in the year 28,395 FIP. Here, the paralyzed outworlder, a certain Lumlo Heistun, of the planet Ambrose, had been examined under mind flow by the twelve palatines who comprised the colloquy of the Dues Magistrals. Interrogation had quickly identified him as being, in actuality, one Carol Ryson of the obscure planet of Stolson's Redemption in the equally obscure Diobastin cluster on the far side of the galaxy. Now, Carol Ryson stood rigidly between a guard of four nervous leperons in a distant corner of the octagonal room, his features cast into heavy shadows by a beam of harsh yellow light as he silently awaited his fate. For only the second time since their initial colloquy twenty years before, all twelve of the current magistrals were physically present at the adamantine outlook. Lord Blybeck of Phaetan, the Magistral Doyen, could be seen shimmering in a dozen translucent colors somewhere within the highest point of the glittering, crystalline structure that filled most of the airy tower chamber. Below him, his eleven peers were scattered in haphazard fashion throughout the same semi-transparent construct. Uneasily fingering his long, narrow chin, Blybeck nervously whistled a few shrill bars from The March of Vainglorious Yellow, one of the invaluable perquisites accruing to the victors of the Tinctorian Games. The eleven other magistrals, five men and six women, scowled darkly at their doyen and his churlish whistling. None of them were at ease encased here in the bowels of the peculiar crystalline contrivance that Blybeck had provided in lieu of straightforward chairs. To Blybeck, this curious artifact might well represent a sublime expression of the crystal grower's art. To his fellow magistrals, its disconcerting semi-insubstantiality and unpredictable propensity for suddenly rotating its startled occupants along any of three axes only exacerbated the emotional discomfort already engendered by the convocation of this extraordinary gathering. Are we decided then, Citrine, what must be done with this disruptive outworlder? demanded Lady Lison of Baraban, magistral of Tepiwes, in the language native to the planet. The captive, almost totally paralyzed by the neuronic grapples wielded by his leperon guards, could only roll his eyes in the direction of her voice. In addition to Versal, Carol Ryson spoke three other languages fluently and had a smattering of a dozen more, but that of the magistrals was to him merely a babble of meaningless sound. He has now answered our questions. The danger is plain. Is there any further reason for prolonging this colloquy? Already it has deprived me of many invaluable hours of contemplation at the four-ripple conundrum. The magistral doyen tugged at the heavy amulet of beaten gold in the form of a prancing chamois that dangled against his thick yellow chemise and sighed heavily. 
Once again, his eyes were drawn reluctantly to the far corner of the chamber, where pallid leperons in red kirtles, yellow breeches, and glossy black boots maintained their neuronic grapples upon the outworld prisoner, their pale blue eyes flickering nervously. We are agreed that his very existence represents the most fearful risk our planet has faced in over a million years, said Blybeck. Surely there can be no doubt as to the outcome.